welcome to the Bullcast Podcast. I'm Katie Fickler, and with me as always, maybe he's a little green today, Court Winsett. Hello! I'm, I'm not green. If, if, I'm, if I'm green, it's, it's, not because, uh, it's not because I'm... Uh, it's okay, it's not easy being green. <laughs> well, I, I'm far more likely to, to cop to being Kermit the Frog than I am to cop to the whole St. Paddy's Day being green thing. So, I mean, Kermit the Frog is one of the greats uh, of our of our uh, of my generation of actors cam do that opening jig bell i don't don't know what's something irish so this episode is coming to you a couple of days before saint patty's day saint patty's day luck of the irish saint drinkies day (laughs) yes so saint drink drunkies day St. Patty's Day is next week. It is the holiday of green beer, pinching people, and everyone becomes Irish. Well, yes, there's there is definitely a uh, a certain penchant for for all things green on that particular day, <laughs> including beer and clothing and everything else. Well, but okay, so let's. You, I gotta have my little history moment here. Ah, Katie's history moment, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, so the day it's is... It's been a while. You've missed it. Here it comes, straight to you from Katie's mouth. You're not in session. It's my turn. Okay. This day is observed of the death of St. Patrick, the patron saint of Ireland. He was the one credited for spreading Christianity throughout Ireland, hence the Christian celebration of his life. And, you know, we've talked about shamrocks. Well, the legend says that you use the three leaves to explain the Holy Trinity in his teaching. Mm-hmm. And I know you, Quarter, you like Boston. Well, Boston was the first one to hold the St. Patrick's Day Parade in 1737, followed by New York several years later, 1762. Yeah, but Boston and New York, they don't, they don't, they don't dye their rivers green like they do in Chicago. That is true. Well, apparently, I think they try, like, there's, there's been some issues with dyeing that river. It doesn't always turn out the pretty green that Mm. you want. So we were celebrating St. Patrick's Day before we were even a country? Yeah. Priorities, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. So, luck of the Irish. It's a phrase we use a lot for this holiday. It's commonly thought to be extremely good fortune. It comes from mining, actually. Mm. In the 19th century, a number of most famous and successful miners were British. Or British. See, I don't know why I have British on the brain. They were of Irish. Come on. Irish St. Patrick's Day. They were of Irish and Irish-American birth. Over time, the association of the Irish with mining were put together. It just was one and one. It did come with certain tone, though, one of sheer luck as opposed to brains. Ouch. Ugh. <laughs> so, oh, the luck of the Irish. Ah, ha, ha, yeah, you're lucky, but, you know, mm. not much going on upstairs. So why are we talking about this? Yes, St. Patrick's Day is next week. But on this episode, we kind of want to talk about luck and how it plays with your finances, how it plays with your life, and how luck is an element of your life. So, of course, let's talk about some movies that involve luck. Yes. More specifically, we're going to do the top five movie characters that were a little down on their luck. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Court, you start. Ah, Katie, I hate it when you do that to me. Throw me under the bus. Okay. Um, So, number five uh, character down on his luck. 
was Ed Rooney from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, the principal. A <laughs> poor guy that was just doing his job, trying to get a truant punk little kid to just go to school and do his classes and do his work like a good little boy. And he has the day from hell trying to get Ferris Bueller back to school. And all he was doing was his job. He was actually being a good principal. Now, the whole creepy thing where he, like, attacked Ferris's sister in the end, that was that was weird. But other than that, other than that, he was just a normal guy trying to, trying to get the job done. And he got attacked by a dog. He lost his wallet. He got his car towed. I can't remember what got else. Got kicked in the face, was covered in mud. And then at the end of it all, he had to ride the school bus back. So, I mean... <laughs> Insult to injury. Come on now. <laughs> yes. Okay. Number four is uh, Ducky from Pretty in Pink. Okay. I love Ducky. John Cryer is, uh, is this is, I think, probably the first thing I ever saw him in. And, I mean, he is the epitome of the friend zone. I mean, he is he is awesome. He does everything, everything to to help out Molly Ringwald's character, to, to encourage her, to boost her spirits. He does a whole uh, jukebox karaoke thing in the record store. Uh, I mean, you know, he he goes above and beyond. And then at the end, when she's left without a date, he shows up to be her date, dressed to the nines, I might add. And oh, then his shoes were fabulous. <laughs> and then, of course, Andrew McCarthy shows up, and uh, and, and it's all over. He he's he is forever the friend zone he is the epitome of friend zone nation yeah this movie was definitely before the like team so like i feel like i would have been team ducky because i was definitely rooting for him the whole movie mm. well um I, I i can't remember who i rooted for i mean i saw the movie in theaters uh, it, it was it was i was i think i was in my teens when it came out and uh, I don't remember if I actually actively rooted for Ducky, but it was really when I came to, and to this day, this I This is the movie you hated James Spader. Exactly. <laughs> I maintain a hatred of James Spader to this day because of that movie. There are two things we talk about a lot in this podcast. It is Ferris Bueller and it is Pretty in Pink. <laughs> this has got to be like the 10th reference of each. <laughs> okay. Okay, Sorry. so moving on. <laughs> Because uh, I know we've never talked about the next one at all, ever. Uh, down on his luck character, how about a little bit of Neville Longbottom? Oh, yeah, because we never talk about Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Neville is one of two possibilities for being the chosen one. And, of course, everybody that's familiar with Harry Potter knows that Harry Potter ends up being the chosen one. Spoiler lols. And uh, Neville ends up losing his parents to torture by Death Eaters. Um, or not losing them, but they he effectively loses them because they have to go into a... a, a what are the name of those places with the things where the crazy people... Um, Insane Asylum? Asylum. Asylum is the word I was looking for. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, he's a, he's a bumbling goof all throughout school, at least for the first few years. Now, in the end... Through a lot of hard work, Neville does end up turning out to be quite the... Uh, Neville got hot. He had a glow up, he for sure. He did have a glow yeah, up. Yeah, So, uh, but man, he spent a lot of those movies just uh, having some tough luck. Uh, number two. Okay, I threw this one in there just because of the quote. May the odds be forever in your favor. Or ever in your favor. <laughs> so, Katniss Everdeen... Um, down on her luck, I don't know. I mean, it's 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 kind of a she's a she's a weird one because she goes 
Uh, first of all, she goes to the Hunger Games by choice, so you can't really blame luck for that. But, and then once she's there, she does pretty good because of all of her uh, skills that she learned hunting in the woods and so forth. She, she ends up managing to get down to the final two, but then they are going to try and force her to, to kill her boyfriend. And she's like, nah, we'll just both kill each other and we'll kill ourselves and it'll be, it'll be done. And they, they say, no, you win. You both win. Yay. And they take her back. And then they call her back to the Hunger Games the next year. And then there's a war and all sorts of bad stuff happens. And then she ends up killing a president. I mean, I spoiler laws again. Sorry if you've read the books, um, if you haven't read the books or seen the movies. Um, I mean, there, there is a whole lot that goes wrong, but let me, let me tell you something about Katniss and the reason I threw her in here, because one of the things that we're going to talk about today is sort of luck, not just luck, but how, how luck affects you and how your personality and your, your endeavors affect luck. And I think that if you really pay attention to the, to the character of Katniss Everdeen, you will note that if she is having bad luck, it is almost all due to her own stuff. She's got some major issues going on through those books and through those movies and she really treats a whole lot of people like dirty dirty scum and she's not very nice. She really pretty much only thinks about herself. So maybe she brings on the bad luck. I don't know. I'm just saying. Wow. Yep. I threw it down. And then my number one is uh, finally the opposite of Katniss. Chris Gardner. Now, this is the guy that was played by Will Smith. He's a he is a real person. He's played by Will Smith in the movie Pursuit of Happiness. Great. And dude. that movie, he spends the entire movie just absolutely down on his luck. Mm-hmm. But he also spends the entire movie hustling and doing everything he can to build a better life for himself. And then, of course, at the end of the movie, he ends up getting a job that he has been pursuing. And, of course, like I said, Chris Gardner is a real guy, and nowadays he is a, uh, he is, he has a million, million dollar company of his own that he, that he started himself. And so, um, he did manage to actually turn things around, but uh, it took a lot of work and a lot of effort and a lot of positive thinking. Uh, if you haven't seen Pursuit of Happiness, you should watch it. It's fun. Okay, so my five, uh, let's start number five. Jack Dawson from Titanic. Yes, you know where I'm going with this. He was lucky enough to get a chance to be on the boat. Lucky that he found the beautiful girl and wooed her. But then he was not lucky enough that there was not enough space. Although argument, there was enough space for him to be up on the door with Rose so he did not freeze to death. Well, if they had gone if they had gone side by side on that door, there's no question that they could have both fit. But then their their lower ends would have been hanging off the door in the cold, cold water. Well, they could have been alive and just bound to a wheelchair for the rest of your life. But they could have been together. <laughs> just saying. Okay. Ooh, and the Titanic was built in North Ireland, St. Patrick's Day. Good oh, job, Katie. Yeah. Thanks, Cam. Okay, number four. Uh, that that that's my stapler. That's my swing line stapler. Milton from Office Space. Love, yes, it's another one, Cam, we talk about a lot. He was in a poorly paid job that was going nowhere. His colleagues and his bosses were so mean to him. He actually was laid off years ago and they forgot to tell him. And people keep trying to steal his swing line stapler. It's, I actually made our office get a red swing line stapler. So we have it just so I can make Milton references. (laughs) I love it. Okay, number three would be Brian Mills from Taken. Uh, this movie, I know we all know about these, that he's just 
always something crazy happens. So his daughter is taken by human traffickers. Then he and his ex-wife are kidnapped in the next movie. And then in the next one, his wife is murdered and he's framed for it. Yeah, that's some bad luck. That's some real bad luck. But, you know, as you'll find out in this episode, he kind of was putting himself in some of those positions. Mm. Okay, number two, Sydney Prescott from Scream Movies. Again, this is something, poor girl. She is targeted by so many different killers, all these different movies with various motives, but they all end up being people close to her. Like one of them's her boyfriend and one's a cousin. And just, I mean, what? Leave the poor girl alone. Yeah. And my number one, Luke Skywalker. He goes on an epic quest. Oh, Star Wars. For those who don't know, Luke Skywalker, Star Wars. <laughs> just want to clarify. Yeah, um, because we've never mentioned that movie no, either. either. <laughs> Uh, he goes on an epic quest, loses those closest to him. He battles Darth Vader and loses his hand. Finds out that Darth Vader, who cut off his hand, is actually his father. As Spoiler, laws. Sorry. As if having your dad as the huge evil for force over the Empire is terrible, then you find out your love interest, who you kissed, is your sister. Yeah. I mean, when you put it all together, it's like... That's kind oh, of a mood kill. Luke. That's Aww. kind of a mood kill. Okay. No wonder he was a depressing sad sack in the in the sequel trilogy. <laughs> Zap the fun out of the room. So I think that is our top five. Woo. Okay. Well, Kate, let's move on to the corned beef and cabbage. The corned beef and cabbage. Um, meat and potatoes for those that are not in the know. <laughs> Uh, corned beef and cabbage. Katie, give me Irish. that accent one more time. I just need to hear it. <laughs> no. Uh, we all need to take a moment and just really soak it in. No. Not going to do it? No, 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 no. Okay. Look at the Irish. Oh, frosted lucky charms. Luck be a lady tonight. Luck be a lady tonight. How are we going to tie luck and finances together, Katie? Okay, we are going to talk about luck, how it plays a role in your life. So we are going to tell you, we're going to get a little philosophical on this episode, but hang with us. We're going to give you some great information. So let's start it off. Green with envy. I think we all have that. Hearing of the person winner, winning concert tickets on the radio or getting some Disney magic and being, yep, I know we never mentioned Disney either, being upgraded <laughs> to a better room, getting free gas for a year. And we sit there and think, oh, I just have bad luck. I never win. And really, is that true? Is that really true that it's bad luck that you didn't win the concert tickets or that you didn't get the free gas? It's every decision and every aspect of your life, you are actually in control of it. Mm. I feel like across the board on all these podcasts, we keep talking about like, you're the power. You're the one in control. Make sure you are the one in control. And you need to look at good things as unexpected blessings and look at bad ones as stuff happens. Life <laughs> happens. Uh, we all use the phrase, you know, getting the short end of the stick or that I'm, you know, punished for something. But really, God must be punishing me. Exactly. You're smiting me. I've been struck by lightning. Smiting. There should, there should always be more smiting in people's <laughs> lives. I'm sorry. But if you haven't smoked anyone lately, you should go smite somebody. Oh, gosh. It's fun. <laughs> So in all the lives you could be living, in all of the worlds you could be a part of, how much has luck played in the role you're living right now? And it's something to really sit there and think about because, you know, do you feel you've gotten your fair share of the deal? Do you feel like you're struggling? Accepting luck as a primary part of your life is one of the most freeing views. Well, I mean, okay, so 
I, I was trying to think of the word to that, that I wanted to use to sort of jump in and just say, you know, there is this idea of, of the way the, the way the dice fall or the way the, the coin falls or the way whatever. The cookie crumbles. The, the way the cookie crumbles. There is a randomness to life. And, uh-huh. you know, so, so yes, you could, you could potentially be on the wrong end of a random happening. And it could be that the whatever random thing happens is not what you wanted to happen. But... That's not really that's not really good luck or bad luck. You know, you can certainly mitigate your chances for for being on the successful end of a random act by preparing for it and so forth. Mm-hmm. But you know, just by itself, it's random, and the, the the idea of something being random means that it 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 doesn't happen for a cause. There's no mystic force that's driving you toward or away from any particular event. Yeah, everything has an effect. And it's, you know, we talked about that one episode of if Court and I hadn't done a certain thing or met a certain person, how our lives would have been different. And so I think when you think about luck, people go, okay, well, they're so lucky. Like, don't put yourself in such a high pedestal when you have good luck, but don't also put yourself down in the dumps when you feel like you're having bad luck. It's You look at sports teams, you look at different things like that. Yes, they're lucky, that they're winning Super Bowls or whatever, but is it really just luck, or is there something else huge behind that supposed luck? Well, I mean, you know, look, I hate Tom Brady. Um, I'm I'm sorry, I'm I'm not a <laughs> Patriots fan. I, I'm not a, a Tom Brady fan. Um, you know, for those of you that that are are not familiar with with Memphis, we, we are part of the state of Tennessee. Uh, Peyton Manning came up at the same time that Tom Brady did. He was a he was a UT player, and um, so you know, I was always kind of on the 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 Peyton Manning train. You know, it was almost like you had to pick one or the other, and I always kind of went with Peyton. But the fact of the matter is, Tom Brady works his tail off. The man is uh, arguably the goat, certainly the goat for for football, the greatest of all time. For those that don't know. Um, and, and certainly the, the, the goat for quarterbacks or for football or whatever, uh, arguably one of the greatest of all time in, in sports of any kind, but he works hard for that stuff. Yep. That's, there's a quote I found by Lucille Ball, which for those of you who may not know that is, I love Lucy. Um, she says, look, I don't know anything about luck. I've never banked on it. And I'm afraid of people who do. Luck to me is something else. It's hard work and realizing what is opportunity and what isn't. I mean, come on, Lucille Ball. That's awesome. Because we're looking at this and saying, what I was getting at with that is Peyton Manning, they worked their tail off. They had skill. So yes, they were lucky in the sense of they were in the right place at the right time. The right person came and found them. The right person maybe coached them and helped them, but they're the ones that put in the work. And so flipping on, you know, I do want to point this out there with stocks. It's, you know, for every Amazon out there, there was a hundred other dot-com errors that didn't make it. Oh, yeah. For every Tesla that's a big one right now, there was a DeLorean Motor Company, which, I mean, we all love the DeLorean from Back to the Future. Yeah, I I do want to point to how (laughs) dare you compare Tesla and DeLorean. But you wouldn't want to be investing in DeLorean Company. And it's, you know, what if Netflix had stayed doing their snail mail of their DVDs and not jumped on the streaming And so luck plays a role in an individual. It plays a role in a company. And it's, you know, you don't need to be fooled into thinking that, you know, we all have this magic crystal ball and it's like certain people are given a golden ticket that tells them you're lucky and the other ones are not. That's not how it works. So David Pickler does have a phrase that is going to kind of be the motto for the rest of this episode. 
Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Should I say it once too? Yep. Luck is when preparation (laughs) meets opportunity. So you make your own luck. Bad luck is a, as you said with Katniss, it's a bad, it's a consequence directly from the decisions you made. So Katniss decided to volunteer. She put herself in those situations. Yeah. And it's, we're not saying that because something terrible happens to you, it's ultimately your fault because there are freak things like that that happen, but it's the decision you make with what you were given. And so, okay, someone's born six, nine. Oh, they're going to be a great basketball player. Well, they have to decide. Six foot nine, six, six foot nine inches, not June 9th. Just yes. so, so we're, sorry, when you said six, nine, I was like, what does June 9th have to do with anything? <laughs> okay. But just because you're born into something fortunate, maybe, doesn't necessarily mean that you're automatically, you know, your life is easy. Not every tall person can play basketball. And not every short person can not play basketball. (laughs) (laughs) Warren Buffett is a huge name a lot of people attribute to financial success and just someone you look at. I do. Okay. I'm going to stop here for a second, folks. And I'm going to call Katie out on this uh, because it's funny and you should be in on the joke. So we do show notes and we just kind of have some bullets so that we stay on track and our our episode runs smoothly. And um, Katie had a bullet on here about Warren Buffett and she wanted to tell the Warren Buffett story, except her bullet said Jimmy Buffett. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't tell her about it. I just went back and corrected it and typed Warren. um, I mean, Jimmy Buffett was very successful. Margaritas, you know. I mean, I just the notes. The notes say Warren Buffett, and then I'll I'll let Katie tell the story of Warren Buffett. But it talks about Warren Buffett not getting into Harvard, except the notes originally said Jimmy Buffett didn't get into Harvard. I was like, I had no idea the parrot head was a smart guy. Katie's got vacation on the mind. <laughs> I'll let you write the show notes next time. <laughs> So Warren Buffett wanted to go to Harvard and he was rejected. So he could have been like, oh, Harvard didn't want me. That was my only dream. That's what I want to do. Now I'm just going to go work at McDonald's. But he searched for backups, read brochures and found Columbia, recognized some very influential names that were authors of an investment book. And the rest is history. He went to Columbia and now we know Warren Buffett's name and we associate it with success. And so it wasn't necessarily that he was lucky as he took his down on his luck with getting rejected from Harvard and he rose above it and decided to change his direction. It was the fork in the road. You had to decide where to go. Uh, It kind of reminds me of another movie that I don't feel like I mentioned that much, Pretty Woman. Uh, when <laughs> you have never mentioned that movie, what are you talking about? When she goes into the store and is trying to shop, and she has uh, Richard Gere's credit card and has unlimited funds she can spend, and the girl snubs her because of the way she looks, and then she comes in looking like a million bucks and walks in and goes, "You work on commission, right? Big mistake, huge." So <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to throw that one out there. Yep. 
So assuming that we will acknowledge there is good luck and there's bad luck. Well, like I said, there is randomness mm-hmm. in the universe. There is a randomness in the universe. So things happen randomly and they can either happen randomly in your favor or not in your favor. So yes, we can acknowledge that there is, if that's what you mean when you say good luck and bad luck, mm-hmm. random things happening in your favor or random things not happening in your favor, then there is definitely good luck and there is definitely bad luck. Yeah, I mean, going back to our luck of the Irish, you know, they were great miners and they did great, but, you know, they had the whole potato famine and they had a lot of bad luck that came their way. Mm-hmm. But, uh, okay, so life happens. We all acknowledge this. It happens, but it's how do you prepare yourself for it? Do you have your emergency funds? Are you aligning yourself and having a true understanding of the risk you're putting yourself into? Like, basic things. Think about it as, like, if you have a job that is not steady income and you're not saving up for when you have a bad month, then when you have a bad month, you didn't fully prepare for it. Mm. And I acknowledge not everyone can, but it's having that awareness to try and get yourself out of bad situations and putting away that rainy day fund for when something does happen. And that goes, that goes not just not just into uh, talking about finances and so forth, but also jobs. And, you know, if, if you, if you have a dream job, you may, it may take forever and ever and ever for you to actually get the chance to, to do your dream job, to, to actually uh, have your dream job and work in your dream job. So if it's going to take you forever to get that dream job, then you better work your butt off to make sure that when your opportunity is actually presented, that you actually capitalize on the opportunity to the maximum you can by being prepared, by having done the work, by studying or whatever. I want to bring up a, a sort of a, a, a good example of this because it was just the anniversary of this this event came up the other day and it was a, a goalie who uh, I can't remember which NHL team it was. I, I'm, I'm not a big hockey fan. It just came across my, my Facebook feed, I think. But uh, there was a guy who was a Zamboni driver, and the, the NHL hockey team, they were out oh, we were of all of their goalies. About, yes, and he got to be the goalie. Yeah, and he went in and was the goalie and won. I mean, yes. he actually stopped. That. They showed a video of all the stops he made. So now I'm sure... They, they, you know, because it's a feel-good story, they talk about, oh, it was just a Zamboni driver, and then he just ran. I guarantee you that guy played a lot of hockey. And when they were like, hey, we need you in the goal, it, you know, they could have gotten any Joe Schmo. Obviously, this guy had done some work. And so mm-hmm. when he was in put in that goal, man, he, he made the best of it. And I don't know what's happened to him since. I don't know if he's got a job now doing, doing hockey stuff or what. But at least when he was offered that opportunity, he absolutely capitalized on it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's hard work and it's it's teaching. I think it goes with the whole thing of teaching people to keep dreaming and pursue what you want to pursue. And don't sit there and sit on your couch and go, well, I wish I was a millionaire. Okay, if you want to be a millionaire, put in the hard work, get some help, figure out a plan of how to reach your goals. But it's constantly, you know, not look looking at things when it doesn't go your way as an opportunity to try and pivot and figure out a different what direction to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing is like, don't confuse luck with probability. So I mentioned before an example of, okay, you may be jealous your neighbor wins free gas for a year. Well, they probably buy their gas at that shop all the time. So they're probably in the system and it's a probability that are much more likely that they're gonna get it versus you who may never go to that gas station. But you could be hashtag winning by 
going and setting up that you buy your gas from a grocery store. And so you're building up perks that you then get to save $10 a month or something like that on your gas. So you're controlling that you know you will, whatever you're doing is then helping save you versus just keep going to the same gas station hoping one day maybe you'll be the lucky one that gets picked for free gas. Yes. So uh, I, the... <laughs> Again, I, I'm throwing out another story that I have that's that's kind of the opposite of that. I have a friend who um, won the lottery. And, really? And he, well, I mean, not not like the the five hundred million dollar jackpot or seven hundred fifty million dollar jackpot, whatever it was that we just recently had. He just won. He won a nice sum of money in the lottery, but you know, picked picked six numbers and got got some money out of it. Um, but the gas station that he bought his ticket at was a gas station that someone else that he knew like got their gas at regularly. They were (laughs) always there getting their gas and they always bought a lottery ticket and they had never won. And then he goes in and just like randomly buys a lottery ticket this one day and is like, holy cow, I won. (laughs) So, you know, randomness can get you, but... I didn't all of a sudden start going and shopping at that gas station because maybe I'll be the next one to win a lottery. I'm going to continue to to shop where I can save the most money. Yeah, and it's like you'll I know there's several movie shows and TV shows out there where it's like, oh well, the way I'm going to make my fortune is going to be doing lotteries or stuff, gambling stuff like that. That's no, why don't you try the the hard work and you know um, I forgot who's. Who said, oh, Thomas Edison's quote, uh, opportunity is missed by most because it's dressed in overalls and looks like work. I mean, that's so true. It's we all want, we all want that quick fix. We all want that diet pill we can take that's going to make us drop 20 pounds. When I re- do want that. Well, I'm- yeah, but the thing is, in reality, we all know how to lose weight. Yes. Lower your calories and you work out. Yep. And, you know, unless there's some medical reason, which we're not, we're addressing the average show right now. But we all want that quick fix. We all want that quick cash. We want that. That's why like the whole GameStop, all these stocks out there, people want to be told, oh, you buy this stock today and it's going to be valued at this in 10 years and make you all this money. Well, there is such a small percentage of people that actually that happens to. So you need to put in the hard work and figure out what works for your lifestyle, what your plan is, and keyword plan, be in control of it. So, you know, there's the probability with the luck and then you don't want to confuse it with normal course of events. So, you know, people like, oh, I got $25 in the mail back because uh, a rebate or something. It's like, yeah, well, you overpaid. That's why you didn't. You weren't lucky. Lucky. You weren't lucky because the insurance sends you $25. You gave them the $25 and they're doing the right thing and giving it back to you. Yes. When your hotel upgrades you, it's not necessarily that they're like, oh, we like you. Here's a new room. There's probably something wrong with the room you were supposed to have. Although, I know I'm going to keep jumping in. Well, another story that I like to tell a lot, so you've probably heard it. Uh, I don't know if I've actually said it on the the podcast or not. But um, the idea of getting an upgrade, part of that, part of that is, is, it could potentially be luck or it might be your behavior. It might be like you said, if the room that, that you were supposed to be in has some sort of flaw with it. So they upgraded you to, to, to make sure that your experience was good. It may be them doing their job to be a good business, mm-hmm. or it may be that you were particularly nice. Um, it, it could be that they had several different people 
who all were in rooms and needed rooms and so forth, and you just happened to be the most patient and nicest about needing the room, and so they gave you an upgraded room because you were the nicest person to him. Very, very quick story. Um, <laughs> you get so much further with niceness than snarkiness. Airlines. Uh, so my parents were once booked on a flight, and um, they were called to the to the flight counter to and told that they that there was a problem with their seats the flight was overbooked and they you know they weren't they didn't have their seats they were trying to get them on the plane but you know that there was a problem and they may have to get bumped and there was another person who was not associated with my parents who was obviously very important and you know had things to do and places <laughs> to go and so forth and he got irate that he could potentially get bumped from this flight oh, and no. he was he was very rude about it, and he was very, you know, he yelled at the, the flight attendant. And, of course, the flight attendant's not the one that overbooked the flight. Yelling at her is not going to do you any good. So my my mom and dad are like, okay, well, just let us know, and we'll... And the, the other guy's like, you better get me on this plane. I've got to be in the whatever. And they finally got my mom and dad and the other guy on the plane. And they're walking him down the gangway, and it the 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 particular plane that they were getting on, it was one of those where the, it actually loaded in the center of the plane uh-huh. instead of in the front. So they walk down the gangway, they get on the plane, and the flight attendant says to the the rude guy, "This way, sir." And my parents start to follow him back toward the coach session section, and the flight attendant says, "No, ma'am, sir, you're this way." Takes them up to first class Lovely. and puts them in first class. The reason they got the upgrade is because they weren't mean to the people that were responsible for getting them on the plane. Yeah, it, it's so your example with that, your parents could have seen that as bad luck because they had the situation happen with their flight, but they chose the right decision. Mm-hmm. They chose to be like, oh, well, it's we'll figure it out. Let's try and be calm about this. And they had a, then they turned their bad luck into good luck and got something positive from it. But there was a consequence that happened. They missed, they had their flight issue. So, yeah. And did the other guy have bad luck or did was he just a jerk? <laughs> it, to this day, it informs the way I behave with, with people who are in customer service. Yeah. Because I, I just know that, they could be having as bad a day as I am, and there is absolutely no reason for me to yell at them unless they're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the other one, don't confuse luck with good decision making. You kind of already touched on this with winning the lottery. Um, you know, if you win the lottery, you inherit money. A lot of people may look at you and think, "Oh, wow, they're so lucky that um, they inherited this money." Okay, well, no, they're not. Someone passed away that they loved to give them this money, but so still. Okay, say you have good luck, you've been gifted this money or you've won this money, but now it's the point of what do you do with it? Because so many people are gifted money, gifted good luck, essentially, by these terms, and then they turn it into bad luck because they don't plan appropriately. They don't use the opportunity that was gifted to them. Yeah, um, you know, that a lot of people have heard the statistic about how many, how often lottery winners actually end up broke, 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 because they get all their winnings and then they spend it all and they spend it all on stupid stuff and they end up with nothing. Yeah. And I think a lot of time we, we as a society have this kind of green with envy, um, vision on things that we're always jealous. We're always looking at grass is greener on the other side. We're looking at different people and comparing and no one knows the true story behind people. And that person you see that is living their best life, that their kids 
or you know going to the best schools and they're driving the best cars and they're really doing well for themselves you don't know where they came from they could have had a down on their luck moment they could have been piled up with medical debt or credit cards and they had a plan and they got themselves out of it and turned their turn their frown upside down that or could they could just be living off of credit cards and or or that yeah and it could be yeah it could be fake and not at all what it is but so it's we sit there and look at it okay when you buy a house Mm -hmm. and you're buying it you know that you're responsible for everything in it so if your water heater breaks malfunctions is it bad luck or is it just it's part of having a house and knowing that having an appliance it could break yeah it's you know you know it sucks it's, it, it, yeah, it's, it it's, sucks. A, it's a terrible thing and it, but you know eventually it's going to break it's we don't know when but it's one of those that that's why we prepare that's why we have insurance mm-hmm. so it's not we're lucky because we got we bought good insurance and took care of the floors that were damaged and all of this from the malfunctioning water heater that's not lucky. It's just being smart and being prepared. It's managing your risk. You know, exactly. Knowing, 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 knowing what your risks are and, and managing those risks. It's basically what it comes down to. Okay, so risk. We haven't really talked a lot about that on this podcast. Just un- risk. Just The game? I love risk, the game. <laughs> not it's, the game. Oh, okay. Because, I, I mean, I was down with some risk back in the day. I played a lot of risk. So you're in charge of your own luck, but you do need to understand your risk. And so mm-hmm. that's knowing if you have a job that is not very stable or is based on the economy, then you need to be conservative with your saving. If you are buying a junker car, you need to understand the risks associated with if you are driving down the road and it falls apart. Well, you picked that risk with buying an unreliable car. It may be all that you can afford, but it, it could be, but you know the reality of what you have. Bottom line is it's not it's not luck related. It's just you know, you you bought a you you bought what you could afford. It didn't stay together. Those 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 things happen. Yeah. How are you going to how are you going to move forward? So it's it's work hard and it's working smart. It's planning. Patience is a virtue. So important that when life throws you lemons, you make lemonade. It's that you're patient with what's happening in your life and figure out your best steps. And don't just sit there and pout like a two-year-old. Mm. Because we know how well it works for those kids when they pout. Yes. Then what do a, what a parents typically do to say, okay, keep pouting. Come back to me when you're ready to talk and be rational. And there are adults that I have seen that pout like a two-year-old. <laughs> it's real bad. It's like, come on, snap out of it. Be adult about this. Um, you've got to think long-term with it. And that's how you can be lucky is planning for long-term and think about your life, not just right now, but think about those worst case scenarios. Like what could happen? Yes, we all wish we could have the best job and keep getting raises and have this perfect life and no one ever gets sick and nothing ever breaks, but that's not reality. If anything, this whole COVID and pandemic has taught us that we never know what kind of crazy curveball we're going to get thrown and you got to be prepared and face the music, face the fact that you don't live in an altered alternative reality. Like you're not in this bubble. You, we're all human. We all make mistakes. Bad days happen. You accidentally snap at your boss and then you're fired and then you got to deal with that. So <laughs> I mean, <laughs> accidentally snap at your boss and then you're fired. Wow. I mean, it could happen, <laughs> but you also need to max out your opportunities. 
you think about those people that are singers and we even now have reality shows around it. You don't be just, you're not discovered as a musician or even as a dancer dancing at your house or singing in your shower. You're discovered because you put yourself out there. You're on these reality shows. You're going and doing mic nights. You're putting in the hard work. You're training your voice. So it's not that they just got lucky and were picked over you if you're wanting to be a singer. If you want to be a singer, get out there. Put yourself out there. I mean, there's all those movies with people dropping demo tapes off at every single person. Mm -hmm. I guess, I don't know how they do that now. Like, e-drive them to somebody? Honestly, yeah, I have no idea. (laughs) I know that uh, on the the Bradley Cooper Lady Gaga, A Star is Born, uh, he just heard her singing in a bar and and then um, picked her up. And, you know, she became a a huge superstar. And then he... That's called Hollywood. Oh. Yeah. Right. That's... You know, it's not all Prince Charming and Cinderella and Happily Ever After. They were they were sitting on a curb, like outside a grocery store, eating some snacks, and she she like sings him this portion of this song, and next thing you know, he's got a full song written that he's gonna play live in concert. She's never heard him play it before. It's just based on this one little lyric that she sang for him, and she gets up there and knocks it out of the park. That is uh that I mean I'm you know. That is an unplanned blessing. (laughs) That is not luck. That's just an unplanned... And I'm not saying that those things don't happen. They do. But the thing is, she then had a decision to make. She was given an opportunity. So she had to decide if she was going to take it or not. And she struggled. You know, it was like, do I go with this crazy person who's telling me he's going to do this or not? Mm. So she she made a decision. Yes. Um, So with St. Patrick's Day coming up, I want you all to start making your own luck. You know, take a look at look at your earnings. Look at what you're making. When was the last time you asked for a raise? Because most people say never. <laughs> if you want to earn more, then you may need to ask. But you also don't need to walk in and say, can I make more money if you're not putting in the work to justify getting that raise? I'm going to tell David that you told me to ask him for a raise. <laughs> you know what, Court? You work hard. Go talk to him. But the thing is, a good boss would see that as like, hey, you know what? It's not in the budget right now. Or actually, let me give you some benchmarks. Let me give you some things to hit. And when you hit this, then come back to me and we'll talk about a raise. Mm. So it's proving to someone that you're taking the opportunity to better yourself to get to that goal. There are a lot of people out there in the world that don't ask for raises. Um, they're, They're not comfortable with it, whatever. There are also a lot of people out there in the world that are in the position to give raises but won't give a raise unless you ask for it. So if you put those two people together, you end up with one person who could be potentially really happy because they're getting a lot of great labor for a really cheap price. <laughs> and one person who is not happy because they're too too scared to ask for a raise, even though they might very well deserve it. So put your put your points together. You've got if you've got reasonable belief that what you are doing is worth more money than what you're getting paid, then put those points together on a piece of paper and take it to your boss and say, hey, look, I deserve a raise, and these are the things that I'm doing that make you more money that you should then reward me for. And if you're in a position where you will never be able to make more money in your current job, then you know maybe have some, but you love what you're doing and you're not ready to switch, pick up something on the side to do. Have your little side hustle. Making cornhole boards, Court, because I know I hadn't talked about those in a while. Um, or it's, We're doing like the greatest hits of Bullcast today. <laughs> but it's also, it's, you know, keep pushing. If it's, you're in a job, it's always better to have a job 
and find a job when you already have a job. And so it's one of those that if you know your goal is that, you know, Cameron wants to be a movie producer. Well, so then he's going to keep aligning himself in different positions to get there, but he's not just going to sit working at McDonald's going, maybe one day somebody will walk in and ask me for my script and I'll be a movie director. What if I want to be a movie star? Okay, you can be a movie star. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> um, so it's also look at what are your priorities? Stop linking wealth and luck together. I will tell you when I was blown away when I first got over to Pickler Wealth Advisors and saw how some of our clients that are very well off and they were not the typical people. Like I had in my mind that people that were very wealthy were very flashy and let you know they had all this wealth. And really, it's some of the people that are, as his uh, Thomas Edison's quote, like wearing overalls, working at the farm, doing all that. Those people are so financially fortunate because they put in the hard work, they saved, they made the right choices. And so it's one of those that look at your priorities, look at that, and don't always compare wealthy with luck because those people that have, those average Joes that have saved up money have put in the work. They've put in the time. They've put a plan together to put that money in place for them so they would have it and be able to have a great retirement. Another thing, we all have to accept the cards were dealt. It's, and this is kind of, this is my soapbox, I guess. I don't like when I hear people complain, and I have some friends over the years that have said stuff to me about this. Well, well, you, you know, you were raised in Germantown and I was, you know, raised in Bartlett. And so you have more opportunities than I do. And it's like, no, everybody has dealt a card and it's what you choose to do with it. And so, yes, it's, you know, well, what if I was born a Kennedy or what if I was born a Trump or a Clinton or whatever it may be? Um, or, you know, born into a family of success, born in a family of poverty, born male, born female. It's, it is what it is. This is who you are. This is your one life. Take your shot. Choose to do what you want to do with your life. And court got quiet on me. <laughs> I didn't mean to, but you, you, like you said, you were up on your soapbox. And so I was just letting you box with the soap. I don't know. <laughs> An element of luck I do want to throw in there is your support system. Because I have seen this firsthand. If someone sees you pushing for a dream, then if you have good people around you, they're going to help you pursue your dreams. And so it may be that that looks like a form of luck that if, you know, Cam wants to be the movie star and I happen to just meet someone and tell them how wonderful Cam is and that he's going to be your next big star, then it could be that because I believe in him and I'm supporting him, I tell the person I know, they tell the person they know, and next thing you know, Cam's inviting me as a guest to the Academy Awards so then he can, you know, pay me back for going without me. <laughs> you are hyping me up. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Katie Pickler. Katie, I think we've probably given them a lot of information. Why don't we try and uh, explain just exactly what it is? No, that would take too long. Let me sum up. <laughs> so are you bullseye? It's time for bullseye. Okay, so here is my bullseye, Katie. Preparation and hard work. Luck is luck is just uh, the, the idea that something randomly happens that might put you in a position to succeed or to fail. Are you going to pre be prepared when you are put in that position? So work hard, prepare for it, and then if we're presented the opportunity, you'll be in a place to succeed. 
You don't know when it's gonna happen, but you'll be ready when it does. It's good, Bullseye. Uh, yeah, I gotta echo that. It's life's a series of random events. Um, sometimes things break, sometimes doesn't work, but you've gotta take care of it. You influence your own luck. Turn that frown upside down, and uh, you know, hopefully this will be your new motto, but in Bullcast world, when you're given the opportunity, take the bull by the horn. <laughs> Bullseye. Ladies and gentlemen, there's the closing bell. You have made it to the end of yet another episode of Bullcast Podcast. If you like what you heard and you haven't already, please go to your favorite subscription service and subscribe. Uh, you can also find out more about me and Katie and our podcast at our website, which is bullcastpodcast.com. Um, if you would like to leave us a comment there, suggest a topic for an episode, please feel free. Uh, also, we do have a an Instagram account. That Instagram handle is at Bullcast Podcast, and we also do occasionally put out the tweets. And we do the tweets on the Twitters with the uh, handle at Bullcast Podcast. Finally, uh, we even actually mentioned uh, where we work, and uh, I specifically <laughs> called out our boss today. That's David Pickler. We work at Pickler Wealth Advisors. If you'd like to find out more about Pickler Wealth Advisors and the great team that we work with and the great boss that we work for, please feel free to go to check them out at picklerwealthadvisors.com. That's advisors with an O, not an E. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I feel like I've given you enough to be going on with. So for now, I'm Court. I'm Katie. And I'm Cameron. With all these lemons that life has handed me, I'm going to open up a lemonade stand. <laughs>